Seventh season, the Lapped Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 311 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. All the more appropriate intro to the Lap Traffic Podcast, wrestling intro after the, let's call it, attempted fight on pit road. So much to talk about today. Cannot wait to get into that here in just a little bit. I've said it for a couple weeks. Kansas was going to be the race weekend to watch and I wasn't wrong I mean it, it's not like that was some you know earth shattering news or, or you know uh, prediction if you will but just based on what we've seen so far this year in 2023 this was this was anticipated as being uh, the, uh, the the potential race and it absolutely was um, yeah we, we got a lot to get into. Busy weekend, uh, as they all tend to be nowadays. Uh, Thursday, the golf league kicked off. Slowest nine holes of my life. Backed up behind a league, moved to a different course. We were supposed to tee off at 5.30. Didn't get done until 9 o'clock. Uh, keep in mind, so this is um, a, a course in uh, southeastern Michigan that has not uh, it, i'm sorry it has three 18 hole courses um they jam pack the leagues they double book them so there's a league that goes off at four four thirty on all nine hole all six nine holes uh it is just a uh bleep show monday through friday there and yeah so that was fun uh friday had some family over for dinner saturday three-year-old birthday sunday two communion so yeah here we are, another week, same old, same old, so to speak, and, and ready to get into it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Christian Rose. I had an absolute blast. I think he did, too. Uh, you can tell when, you know, the guest is, is into it. And, I mean, and we went deep diving on fantasy drafts from a NASCAR perspective, talk baseball, talk NASCAR. I mean, just had an absolute great time. So if you haven't checked that out, Go check it out for sure. Uh, coming up tonight, very, very excited because uh, Mr. Park it here, Josh Williams, is going to be on. Can't wait to talk to him. As well as ARCA East driver Luke Fenhouse is going to be on as well. Uh, Kansas stuff to talk about. Your guys' takes. Mick Rose, one of the OGs, is going to talk about his trip to Kansas. We've got Lab Traffic Fantasy Segment 1 wrapping up. So much to do. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the driver of the number 92 DGM Racing Chevy. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast. Josh Williams, what's up, brother? How are you? Oh, what's happening, man? No, pretty good. Uh, just in the shop here, fixing to head to the house in a minute. I love it, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. How was the how was the off week? Uh, I, I imagine you were busy, but did you get to do anything fun at all? 
<laughs> yeah, we went to uh, Ace Speedway for the um, went to the car store race, hung out there for a little while, and uh, helped some of our buddies out. So that was that was fun times, and you know, got to enjoy my uh, Saturday and Sunday. So that was good. Got some yard work done. <laughs> Excellent. I, I hear that, man. I hear that. Um, all right. Well, we got to we gotta talk about Atlanta for a minute. Uh, I know you've done a ton of interviews on it already, but uh, for the, for the lapped traffic podcast listeners, really quick, uh, you know, g- give us that bird's eye point of view uh, from what happened to you while you were on the track. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, been a hot topic for sure, but uh no, we just we um you know got into a, a little incident there in uh, in 1 and 2 and got in the back of the 27 and uh messed up the right front fender a little bit. Nothing major. You know, we were we were still going to have a good decent day and um you know, we put some barrier bond on and it was a little cold and I mean the cars are dirty and stuff like that. So we uh had an issue with the barrier bond sticking a little bit, so we we heated it up and cleaned the car off and we end up having a piece fall off under yellow. And, um, as soon as we caution come back out and, um, they, <laughs> they decided that they wanted to, to park us for the bear bond falling off for extending the yellow. And I didn't think that that was real. Like I was, I was like, man, there's, there's no, this is I've seen a lot so, worse. <laughs> man, it's, I mean, I've seen parts and pieces flying off of cars and, it was just a piece of tape, but you know, we, we rode around under yellow for a couple laps and, and I was trying to get a, a clear answer on what actually was happening. And at that point in time, I was already stopped on the front stretch, just waiting on somebody to talk to me. Cause my spotter Reed Sorensen, he was talking to the officials up top. My crew chief was off the pit box talking to the official, um, you know, in our pit stall. And I just finally reads like, yeah, they want us to park it. Well, I was already parked. So I said, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to leave it right there here. It is. It's parked. <laughs> yeah out and, and walked out so i mean it, it was okay i mean i think from um you know from a fan's perspective and some of the people in the industry they thought that it was you know it kind of made a statement a little bit but you know they, they parked me for a week but that's fine you know we uh, <laughs> we moved on and ready to get back after here the rest of the season right well no okay so you mentioned the fans i mean from from the 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 couch crew chief perspective, I'll 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 steal their hashtag for a second. Uh, the fans seem to love it. I mean I mean I I think that was a a great rally moment. I mean, did you think you would get that type of reaction when you were hopping out of the car? Did you even like realize? Oh hell yeah! Oh shit! That the, the fans are going to react to this in some way. Like that had to be crazy. Yeah. No, I really didn't. I mean, I. I didn't think anybody really even noticed what was going on, to be honest. Um, but no, I, I still had my helmet on. And when I took my helmet off, like people were cheering and I was like, what's going on? And then I turned around, dude, they were like standing up and all kinds of stuff. So I just waved back at them and I don't know, the rest is history. <laughs> I mean, it is, and, and it's so cool because that's, that's it. Like, you know, uh, I, I t- you know, I'm from Detroit, you know, so I talk about, I, I incorporate some Detroit sports into the show every once in a while and some of the Detroit greats like Miguel Cabrera witnessing history there, witnessing history at the track and in some capacity. I mean, that's a moment that that's going to that we're going to be talking about it, in my opinion, from a positive perspective, uh, just in terms of the like you said, the, the statement that was made. And, and I think we've seen so many inconsistencies over the years this year alone in terms of, of NASCAR's, you know, penalty process, if you will. And I, I think the, the fans that, that know the sport that aren't your casual viewer, uh, I think they appreciated that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Just kind of, you know, get, get back to old school NASCAR, you know right. I mean? That's what everybody's watching and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it was cool for, from that perspective to kind of, you know, people seen a little bit old school come back out. So yeah, it's just fun though. <laughs> like, like you said, it, it, it's been a hot topic. I, you've done a, a what was, what, what's been one of the cooler interviews that you've done. That's maybe outside of, you know, the, the meet and grind from a, a NASCAR media perspective. Um, man, they've all been good. You know, it's, it's just, it's cool to meet new people and, and kind of talk a little bit and, you know, it's NASCAR and, and you know, and motorsports in general is, is such a huge family. So it's, there's a, there's a lot of us out there and it's been cool to kind of get, get to meet some new people and, and just have some really nice conversations. I love it. That's, that's awesome, man. Um, that obviously got you a little extra exposure, uh, which like I said, I think, I think it's a great positive. Um, any new sponsors, any new potential partnerships that maybe saw you and, and fell in love with, with the, with the character, with, not character, but the personality and was like, hell yeah, that that's somebody I want to, I, I want to rep. Yeah, we've had some conversations with some, some different people and, you know, it's, uh, it's opened up a couple doors, so hopefully we can, you know, capitalize on it and, and get some new partners involved. And, you know, it's just, I mean, they got to see who I was, you know, as, as a sure. person. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm a real racer, you know, I'm, I'm a short track guy at heart and I mean, it's, you know, we all dream about getting an NASCAR, right? So you get there and, you know, some, some things maybe don't seem what, what they used to be when you were younger. So, uh, just try to get the sport back to something like that and, and just, I don't know, bring, bring the fans back. You know, I, I talked to, I talked to a lot of people like, man, we really don't watch NASCAR anymore. You know, there's no old school guys left and there's a couple of us out there. They just got to look low. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you know, the Xfinity series off this past week at Kansas, uh, going to Darlington this week. Um, I love throwback weekend and, and you're throwing it back to a 2005 Harvick scheme. Uh, can you, can you tell us how that all came to be? Yeah, we, um, you know, it, 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 with Harvick uh, retiring this year, you know, a, a lot of people kind of been doing some Harvick stuff and, and we wanted to do something that, that nobody else would probably think of. So we, <laughs> we went back a little ways and, and found something that was pretty cool and, and it kind of fits into some of our sponsors too. So, uh, you know, we got eight one one on the car this weekend at Darlington and, and, you know, throughout all their different areas and, and programs that they have, they've got some pretty cool mascots. So it kind of worked out with that scheme. You know, we can incorporate our own deal and, and stay true to that, that scheme the best we can. Well, I mean, that would make a pretty cool die cast. I'm just saying. So <laughs> uh, harder than I thought it was. <laughs> right. A <laughs> uh, couple top 15s at Darlington. It, it seems to be a pretty good track for you. Races that old school scrappy way. So I got to imagine you're looking forward to getting to Darlington this weekend. Yeah. Love Darlington, man. It's probably my favorite track on the NASCAR schedule. I, I liked when during COVID we went there a couple times. <laughs> so Talked about that earlier, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'd, I'd like to go there more, man. It's just those those places race so good, and and you know, I just I hope they don't ever get a crazy idea that they need to repave that place. <laughs> uh, see Atlanta for faults, like. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. That. Was, that was one of my favorite mile and a half was Atlanta, you know, because it it raced like a short track. You know, you, your tires wear out and sliding all over the place, and yep, a lot of these places we go to aren't, you know, they're. I don't say they're not as fun, but you know, they're not as driver friendly. They're more, more equipment based places. So Atlanta's turned into one of those, uh, you know, the faster your car is the faster you're going to go type deals. Yep. No, I hear that. 
Um, let's let's talk about your uh, your charity a minute. Uh, I know you love going to the hospitals and uh, and visiting kids, taking the car there, all that good stuff. What uh, what what sparked that? Because that's just a great cause. Anytime kids are involved, uh, I'll cut an onion. So I I, I love it. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely different. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it makes you appreciate what you have for sure. And and you know, I uh, we started going there uh, 2015. We we did a visit with a mutual friend of ours. Had a, a family member that was uh, battling leukemia. I think she was like seven years old at the time. And and we um, we went and, and visited her for the first time. And man, it was tough. When I left there, I was like, man, this is this is wild. And and we did it one more time. And and we just, you know, it just kind of snowballed into something that we we did on a regular basis. And, you know, we didn't advertise it or, you know, really make a big deal about it. And a lot of people started catching on and, and following along with the story. And uh, now now we got hospitals that, that actually call us, you know, to, to come come visit them. So that's pretty cool to, to you know, see that wide range of, of places that we don't even go to that has a, a racetrack in, in that state. Sure. You know, it's yep. just we'll just go there and hang out a little bit. So that, that's been pretty cool for us. And and the virtual stuff, you know, with the Omni robots and, and being able to, to give the kids tours of the racetrack and the hauler and stuff while they're in their hospital bed or, or something like that. And they can't, maybe they can't get out to the race or, or they can't be, you know, on one-on-one contact. It's something cool for them. So we've really grown this deal big in the, in the past few years and, and it's fun, man. It's a blast. I, I don't know if they <laughs> have as much fun as I do, but you know. <laughs> to see man they get to see some cool race cars and meet some cool people that's awesome i love it man um tell everybody where they can follow you where they can find the awesome park it merch because that that's that is that is classic i I love it and uh who's going to be on the car this weekend all that good stuff yeah josh six williams on everything um all my social platforms uh, josh six williams.com you know check out our online store and you know, get some cool stuff over there. And, um, you know, we're going to, we're actually going to open up that park it shirt again here. There's a lot of people that were saying that they didn't get a chance to get one. So, so we're going to open that back up for everybody soon. And, you know, Darlington this weekend got eight one one.com, you know, call before you dig on the car. So looking forward to having them back and hopefully we can have a good run at Darlington and build some momentum. I love it, man. Listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Look forward to catching up with you again down the road. Best of luck to you this weekend. And we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you anytime. Thanks. Take care. Lap Traffic Nation, there you have Josh Williams. How awesome was that? I mean, what a great guy. I mean, that's somebody that, you know, I don't know would have been on the show if not for for what he did. And, and you know, I like I said, I think it's such a huge positive in terms of drawing some attention, calling some things out like we talked about a few minutes ago. And, and just awesome. And, I mean, like I said, I mean – badass charity uh anybody that does anything with with kids uh I, i'm a softy for I, I love all of that so just just awesome I, I love it all right let's talk some kansas all right let's talk about this truck race best truck all night start to finish grand Infinger. we don't say that too often and you all know if you've been listening to the show for any length of time that uh i am a diehard Grant Infinger fan. He is a fan of the show, and I can ultimately say that because he actually follows the podcast handle. So if a driver goes out of the way to actually follow uh, after being on the show, you know, handful of times, um, 
I think they like what's going on. So I, I can confidently say that. So anyways, I mean, that's that's awesome for that that truck, that organization. You know, Grant had, you know, uh, that part time ride deal thing. And, and it's great to see him back, uh, you know doing his thing and i think it's absolutely fantastic and here's the thing too and i think most of us can agree even if most of you may not like when the cup guys go and run xfinity and truck and in my opinion on that has changed over the years to where i get it now but i also get to where if people don't like that still i i totally get that side of the story um that aside, anytime you have a cup guy like Kyle Bush on the track in an Xfinity or a truck race and you've got the best truck out there and get the win, that's huge. I mean, that just that just shows how on point and how badass you were that night. Uh, so that's that's fantastic. Um, you know, the. Um, a uh, couple stories of the day, you know, Raja, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I could be dead wrong on that, but I, I think that's how it is. I think I heard him pronounce it a couple different ways on the broadcast, too. Uh, he was actually on the podcast last year uh, when Charles Crawl and I did a grid walk in the Arca garage at MIS. So, uh, yeah, there's that little uh, bloop, if you will. Um, solid top 10, both stages, unfortunately got caught up in that wreck, uh, but expect some pretty big things from that guy there. Definitely. Um, Christian Eckes with a wreck, host of our Purdy, uh, quite a few lap traffic, uh, followers, uh, or fantasy players did, uh, not bode so well with some of their picks. Uh, that was the story for me on the cup side of things. Get to that a little bit later. Um, but, uh, the trucks are headed to Darlington, which I am so excited for a truck race at Darlington. So glad those guys are going to be racing there. Um, Xfinity is back this week after an off week here at Kansas. They'll be at Darlington. All three series. I mean, anytime you're getting all three series at a track that should produce, which I think we can all agree that Darlington should produce this weekend, uh, that, that's a good thing. Now, here's, here's where things get interesting, right? Hamlin with the move on Larson. Uh, there was a solid finish by Bubba. Uh, lackluster performance from the four team at a track that I thought they were going to maybe, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if the four went to victory lane. Uh, wouldn't, you know, top five, kind of what I expected out of that team. Uh, and, and didn't get anywhere near that. Um, tough break for Kyle Bush, Christopher Bell, as I mentioned, who hurt a lot of people like myself in LT Fantasy. And, and then there's there's the, the story of the weekend outside of the great racing. That's the thing. It's not just what happened on pit road after. It's the fact that we had quality racing and drama on pit road after the race. Noah and Ross... Uh, Ross with the shot, uh, and I don't know who the hell that guy was. I think I saw something that said he was a, a former uh, college lineman that now does uh, security. Um, but that dude literally caught Noah's punch, um, which was absolutely crazy. So here's here's the question. Um, what happened to boys have at it? Why, why do we not have that? Uh, you know, we, we, we throw shade at guys that, you know, don't take their helmet off or that don't get out of the car. Here we had two dudes face to face, toe to toe. Um, you know, 
I saw a lot of references. Uh, I'm assuming just because we're in the middle of hockey season and or hockey playoffs, you know, why didn't why why didn't we wait till they were on the ground before we broke it up? You know, like they know what they're doing. They're big boys. You know, boys have at it. That that's that's what I say. And so to that leads to my. Uh, questions for you guys this week you know what were your thoughts on the fight and was this weekend the best overall quality uh, race weekend in 2023 let's see what you guys had to say Uh, Jess Rose at Iowa NASCAR fan best pure race of the year hands down props to Noah for going after Ross and props to Ross for answering the call all week everyone said he needed his ass kicked nobody thought he'd be a fighter too he's a thorn in everyone's ass right now and it's great for the sport jess i, I loved your response the most and, and i tweeted that uh, and i absolutely think you nailed that so perfectly uh chris at usmc underscore nascar fire need to let him fight Hockey rules. Once they're on the ground, then they can stop them. Glad Noah stepped up and at least got in his face. The rest of them don't have the balls to do that. Uh, Randall at Zin Will Win. I have way too much to say about the the race. Once I calmly collect my thoughts, I will respond. Exciting race nonetheless. I never heard back from you. I'm so bummed. Uh, (laughs) EJ at the real EJ Gold. You love to see it, all of it, even if my fantasy pick is doomed the minute I hit send every damn week. I hear you. I hear you on that. Uh, Jeremy at lost underscore 10 mm socket. It's one of the best races of the year. More races, more races like today would be great for viewership ratings. No doubt about that. Uh, Jason at J.A. Stone 29. Personally, I think Ross timed it so he knew they would get in between them just the way I see it. Noah was about to get back at him till he was blocked. I see a penalty, maybe one race sit down. Harvick memories cost him a consecutive start record all these years later. Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner seemed to be a good quality race. All the bumping and rubbing have an old school Bristol feel. The fight was entertaining. Noah ran quite a few races before the inevitable. Ross got called out on pit road. Finally, after all the others talked, Noah walked. I love that. Kevin at the Haunted Truth. I was there. If my season was going as bad as legacies, I'd throw hands too. Probably the best Kansas race I've seen live. Mick Echo Duck Five underscore Mick. My opinion: If officials are going to get involved, they should get they should have intervened when Gregson grabbed him, not after one guy throws a punch. So it's not really a fight if only one guy lands a punch and an official grabs the arm so the other can't hit back. I love it. And Kristen at K Hogland seventy nine. Good for Ross putting no in his place. Good for Noah being the only guy to put actions behind his words. All right. I love the responses, everybody. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm, I'm with you all. You know, let him go. Um, you know, I, I, I know a lot of shade was thrown Noah's way, uh, a lot of shade thrown Larson's way. And like I said, I think Jess summed it up. Ross is a thorn in everybody's ass right now. And here's the thing, too. He's not just being a thorn and both cars wrecking or anything like that. He's capitalizing. He's finishing second, third, fourth, fifth. He's up there, um, you know. So he's being a thorn, getting the points, and, and doing damage uh, on the scoreboard, if you will. So, yeah, uh, I I absolutely love it. And yeah, let him go. Damn. All right, uh, let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, you 
I've got mail. Please leave a review. Tell your friends to follow. Uh, new follower shout out, Adam Gardner at uh, S-P-O-O-B-Y-G. I got stickers and koozies. If you want one, just shoot me a message. I'm happy to send them out to you for free. And uh, yeah, there you have it. We got the giveaway. You know, I, I'm gonna have to 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 uh, up the ante on that one because uh, we've lost some followers. We got more work to do, uh, but uh, I think I saw a thing that Elon was doing a purge on inactive counts. So uh, yeah, the follower count has dropped uh, significantly. So uh, we got we got some work to do there, but uh, that's that's okay. Uh, all right, let's let's talk to. All right, lap traffic nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the driver of the number 28 with Pinnacle Racing Group. Welcome to the lap traffic podcast, Luke Fenhouse. Luke, what's up, man? How are you? I'm great. How have you been? I'm good, man. Uh, It's Tuesday night. It's podcast night. It's episode 311. Uh, Glad to have you on and uh, excited to get to hear your story and, and get it out there for the listeners, man. Yeah, excited to, uh, excited to kind of get my story out there and uh, move along the ranks. Hopefully that's kind of the plan. So uh, we go to Nashville this weekend with the number 28 Pinnacle Racing Group, and I'm um, excited to get that going, and um, it's just been a fun journey so far. Awesome, man. So you're running the ARCA East. So for, for those that – you know, have heard of the ARCA series because I've had a lot of guys from the ARCA series on, you know, ARCA kind of joined uh, with, with the K&N series and, and all that. So uh, explain to everybody the difference between ARCA, ARCA East, ARCA West. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a little tricky concept, really. Um, you know, they have the ARCA Menards Series East side of it, which is just the East Coast, mainly the East Coast. And then they have the ARCA Menards National Schedule, which is kind of the 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 best of the best in the arca series and then um they have an arca west and uh that's the west coast so it kind of separates us a little bit uh the national tour kind of brings us all together and uh kind of shows where the real competition comes into play is is the national tour so um hopefully that's that's upcoming future um that we can run national some national races but um yeah just uh Super excited to run the whole ARCA Menard Z series, obviously with uh, my racing Pinnacle Racing Group guys, Shane Huffman, everybody behind me over there. Um, they've done a great job so far. So uh, two races in, and um, we got Nashville this weekend. So hopefully that goes good as well. Awesome, man. So what's your what's your racing background? How'd you get into it? Is it uh, part of the family business as it is for some, or, or are you the the first gen for for getting into it? Yeah, I'm probably the third or fourth gen um, of my my family background. Um, it's been ever since I was a little kid um, growing up at the racetrack. See, I'm from Wisconsin, so, you know, we don't get a, a lot of summer up there. So uh, my whole family background is actually snowmobile racing, oval oh, on wow. ice. Okay. So that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a little different, and it's kind of weird how I transitioned – um, into asphalt and oval. Um, but yeah, so when I was four years old, I started on, uh, little snowmobiles, kitty cats are called and, uh, just started racing at four, three, four, five years old. And the, the go-karts um, of, of snowmobiling basically, right? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, that was pretty much it. And, um, at the time when I was that young, my cousin was racing as well, but you know, in like, a very more professional way than what I was doing. 
and um everybody it's always been family kind of around our whole race team so um my dad raced my my grandpa raced and they were all supporting my cousin at the time when I was four, five, six, even seven years old. And at the time I was winning some races, but at that young of age, it was just all about kind of the professional career and trying to win a world championship is that was their main goal. And, um, they did that twice. So I moved from snowmobiles to go-karts at age seven, eight years old. And, um, that kind of transitioned from winter to summer. And that's kind of where my, my whole family got into it because they got a break, you know, through the summer of their racing career. So, uh, we all kind of sorted together and went and went into the, into the summer area and did a little bit of go-kart racing. And then, uh, from go-kart racing, I went into a bandolero at a young age, um, probably around 11, 12 years old. And then, from there, that's kind of when it all started in the summer is, is, I uh, was, I, I was age 13 is when I got into a full size race car. And, um, that was the Midwest truck series. And we ran really good in that. We, uh, we won a lot of races, uh, won a championship. And at age 14, shortly after that truck series was, was 14 years old. And that's when I made my super late model career. And that's kind of where, I've been for the past four years or so. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, really grown now. This year is really big for me. Um, because I've raced so much in Wisconsin there, central Wisconsin's got the best Midwest racing for super late models. And so, um, that's kind of my whole background is super late model racing back there. And, uh, now this year we, uh, we, Lauren and I kind of Lauren Rainier, uh, he, uh, touched base with me a year ago, a year and a half ago, and kind of wanted me to get started down South with Chevrolet. And, uh, so that's what happened last year. I moved down to North Carolina, got involved with Josh Wise, Scott Speed, everybody at Chevrolet. And, uh, I was running a, a different late model series down here. We ended up winning that championship last year and we were kind of up in the air. What was going to happen this year? We didn't know kind of what was going to happen. Um, I didn't bring a lot of money to the table, so it was kind of, um, just a kind of a sketchy little kind of going into the next year. So, um, I was kind of worried. And then, uh, Lauren, you know, he's the best at, at what he does and he made his phone calls and got stuff together. And, um, thankfully Jerry and Mark Webb, wanted to start an ARCA team and that's really exactly what they did. They brought the best guys to the team and, um, they have everybody in, in charge is they know their role and, and it's a really well organized team and, um, just very thankful to be surrounded by such a great team. And so now we're going to run for the whole ARCA Menard Z series and uh, try to go after another championship. That's awesome, man. That's a great story. I love it, especially the snowmobile thing. That That's so cool. And, you know, obviously – you know, doing this, you hear a lot of stories on 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 the starts, and and that's a first, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's unique. Uh, you know, the, the only thing on why we can't be friends is because you're probably a Packers fan, and I'm a Lions guy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's heartbreaking right now that that Rod, I you know, because I grew up watching Rodgers my whole life, and then um, to kind of see him go away, um, it's kind of sad. Um, I am a Packers fan, probably the probably the only sports I really watch. And so, 
Uh, yeah, that, that kind of sucks, but uh, the Lions have been doing very well as well. Dude, listen, I mean, when, when you've been a lifelong Lions fan, you know, they, they just tease you. You know, they'll, they'll, throw a, <laughs> they'll throw a couple win streak together, and then you're like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's finally happening. And, and, and odds are they won't. But the yeah. thing is, though, and this is, this is what I think makes Lions fans unique is Every year is a new year of hope, and I renewed my tickets, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've they've started a pretty good team over there, they, so they got a good chance this year. They they, I mean, when Vegas is behind the Lions, I mean that's that's not something we're used to. So we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. We will yep. see. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, two races in Arca East, uh, Pensacola, Dover, you finished second and third. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, you know, it's it kind of spaced out. Uh, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Cause I know some drivers, you know, they, once they're in the rhythm, they want to keep going and, and the brakes can mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, throw a wrench in that other teams and other guys like it. Cause they can go back, continue to work on it. Um, you know, so, so what's that been for, for you? Yeah. Um, I would say it's kind of in the middle for me. Obviously I do a lot of super late model racing still to this day with, uh, my team back home, my family team back home. And so, um, it's kind of hard, you know, when you have good momentum going and then you, let's just say for an example, we've ran, we haven't had the best of luck, best of finishes with the super late stuff this year. So uh, we went back home and raced two races and really, really struggled on my part and just as a team as a whole. So, um, that kind of breaks the momentum. I, uh, you know, if it was kind of race by race by race with the Arca series, obviously I'd like that a, a lot better, but, um, for sure. I mean, you carry good momentum into the next race. It's, it's definitely going to be a team effort. And, um, yeah, I, 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 it's all right right now. I'm, I'm really focused on this Arca Menards series and uh doing the best we can and um showing what we're trying to accomplish for this year so that's kind of the main goal is try to pick off a couple wins and uh, hopefully grab the championship that's uh that's the main goal absolutely um obviously you know we we know the difference between a a, a super late model to to the uh what they're running arca wise um you yeah. know for the arca east are you guys running different cars from what the actual arca menards is break down what the actual you know breakdown of the car is for you guys yeah um not really we're uh we all have set rules that are pretty close from the national and east series um you know whether you take a different car to a mile and a half to a short track that might be a little different um whether it's body wise or or whatever teams want to do um but for the most part they're pretty they're pretty strict on the rules and it it keeps us nice for the teams that we can all kind of be the same and um, as far as a super late model goes, it's a lot different with, a uh, with, you know, a steering, uh, a super late being a, a rack, uh, a steering rack and, uh, uh, Arca car being a, a steering box. So it's kind of like, a, a Tahoe compared to a Corvette with, <laughs> with, uh, driving them. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun learning these cars, understanding them. And, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do right now is just learn, um, and communicate, you know, build my relationships throughout the team and, and learn about the cars. And I have a good understanding when we go into the weekend. Uh, like you mentioned back at it this weekend, Nashville fairgrounds, um, your prep, you know, do you, do you do, uh, I racing, you know, what's, what's your, you know, 
way of getting to learn some of these tracks that you've never raced at before? Yeah. Um, my first big, big new race was Dover and, uh, we were on the simulator a couple times and that helped a bunch, you know, with, with just understanding, you know, what I was going to do when I got there. And, um, that, that was probably the biggest thing that has helped me. Obviously a ton of video beforehand watching restarts, whether it's in car cameras or a whole race or whatever it is. Um, you know, there's multiple things that you take going into the next weekend, whether it's listening to other people talk about the racetrack and relying on others or asking a bunch of questions, um, simulator work, um, just, just prepping the best you can for the race. So you know what you're going to do when you get there. Absolutely. Um, you guys hit some iconic tracks in the ARCA East from Flat Rock, Iowa, IRP, uh, Milwaukee Mile, Bristol. Uh, I mean, that's a short tracker's dream schedule right there. Uh, are are you as excited about it as I was just typing those names out like, damn, that that's a, that's a good circuit? Yeah, yeah. Obviously never seen Flat Rock. I'm um, going to be excited to go there as a fresh start for everybody. So that'll be interesting. Um, as well as Dover Dover was really my, the, the only aero track that we're really going to be at. So sure. that, uh, that was a big difference for me, big learning curve for me. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, like you said, the short tracks, we've, we've raced a lot of short tracks back in the past couple of years. So I'm um, excited to be going to IRP excited to go and be going back to Milwaukee. I've been there in a super late a couple of times. So, um, excited to, to just run the whole series and, and make these connections and make this opportunity the best it, it possibly can be. Absolutely. Uh, did I, did I read correctly? Did you race in the SRX series? Did you, what, what, mm -hmm. what, uh, talk us, talk to us about that. And, and I got to know, um, you know, what, what that car was like compared to, you know, the Arca and the, and the super late models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of left that out of my my story. I know it was a long story, but um, I left that part out. And so uh, in 2021, we won a couple big races, and it really put the spotlight on me as far as, like, the down south, people looking at me. And that's really when I got connected with Lauren Rainier is I won Slinger Nationals uh, a Tuesday, on a Tuesday night. And shortly after that, I raced in the SRX Series. And, uh, that was, uh, that was a dream come true. That was a very, very cool moment for me. And it really just put me outside the box for everybody. It, it really put me on a national circuit. I had, um, so many likes on so many posts, so many comments, so many messages and, uh, just followers out of nowhere. So it was just really, really an interesting moment for my life. And, um, it, it brought me to reality where this could possibly go. And so, um, yeah, we, we dug hard to really, you know, make the best out of that opportunity. What track um, did you race have at? A Slinger. They okay. came, they came okay. up to, yep. Yep. They, uh, they had a, they had a gold golden ticket for winning Slinger nationals. You would have the chance to run the SRX race. And, um, luckily we got to do it. And, and man, the, the memories that I made there and the connections that I made there are forever going to last with me. And, um, it was just a blast to race that car as well. Understand a different vehicle and trying, trying to race one of my home tracks, um, you know, was cool to run it in a different vehicle. So, um, just a blast 
that I had that weekend. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Um, where can everybody follow you on social media? Shout out to the sponsors, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. All my uh, all my social medias are pretty much Luke Fenos Racing. Um, my, my Instagram is Luke Fenos, and as well as my Twitter. So uh, go give those a check out. Obviously got a big weekend ahead of us at Nashville, and um, thankful to have Mark Webb, Jerry, Jerry and Mark Webb behind me and, um, to go racing another week is, is awesome. So happy we're, uh, bringing another fast race car and, uh, the guys have been working hard. So, uh, excited to go there with another strong, strong finish. I love it, man. Lap traffic nation, big shout out to Luke Fenhouse for calling into the show tonight. Best of luck to you this weekend and look forward to catching up with you down the road and, uh, talk about a championship at the end of the season. That's right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. I love talking to people that make their first appearance because hearing their backstory is always unique and awesome. And I mean, who would have thought someone running, you know, snowmobiles in you know, the middle of Wisconsin is going to go, you know, race Arca, race SRX. I mean, that's that's just that's awesome. What a cool story. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, all right, let's let's make a, a left turn, if you will, and uh, let's let's do this week's catching up with lap traffic. All right, lap traffic nation, it is time for this week's catching up with lap traffic, an appropriately named segment as well, because we also get to catch up with one of the OGs of uh, the lap traffic podcast, and that is the legendary Mick Rose. Mick, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm, I am doing well, doing Excellent. well. Excellent. Welcome back to the show. It's been a minute. Glad to have you back on. I'm glad to be back. Yes, yes. All right, man. So you were at Kansas. That's your home track, if memory serves correct. Is that uh, correct. accurate? Yes. Excellent. Correct. Well, about uh, two hours away. Okay. But that's not bad. That, that's that's about what I think most people got to travel, like if they're making the trip. It seems to be like 90 minutes to two and a half hours. That That's about what most people are traveling so that's that's pretty cool um how uh off the top of your head how many times have you been to kansas Ooh, i do not even know a lot a lot fair enough that's, <laughs> a lot means double digits yep. in my opinion <laughs> yep 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 i was a season ticket holder for a while so you know okay. i would go to both races every year so they uh, it's, they, uh, they can add up quickly when you're doing that so for sure yes um, all right, so let's first talk about the, the track and all that good stuff. Then we can get into the actual racing. So, you know, uh, talk about the facility, you know, from, from parking to traffic, the, the track itself. You know, what do you love? What do you not love about Kansas? Well, uh, I love it. I go up the night before usually, you know, and I stay in, in Leavenworth, Kansas. You know, I can, I'm a retired vet, so I can get the guest housing on on fort leavenworth and it's like a 20 minute drive so it's really easy that's so, amazing <laughs> so i just go you know up the night before stay up there uh parking is really easy to for me i've never had a problem getting into the racetrack you know and it all depends on the level of ticket you have like when you when i was a season ticket holder i got to park up close <laughs> when i when i'm not i park way back <laughs> and just have a walk but it, but it's not bad you know set up the grill and you know have a good time tailgate and walk in before the race starts so the parking is really easy i'd almost prefer parking in the back and have a longer walk because uh, to me i always feel like well i'm closer to the main road and i can get out maybe a little quicker yep getting out i 
I say it's not hard to get out. I mean, in like 08, it was much more difficult, but I think that was because there was a lot more people then than there is now. So sure. Sure. that that might be but the difference. But I had no problem, you know, got in the car and just or in the truck and just drove straight out, you know, had to go a different route because they changed up traffic pattern, which threw me off a little bit, but it was all right. You know, I adapted. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, I got to, I got to circle back to the, uh, you know, to, to where you stay. Like, you know, when you do that, like, is there anyone there to like greet you? Like, do you get to go around, you know, do you know anybody there? Like, how does that work? Oh no. Well, I know the, I know the post, you know, everything on the post, you know, the, the town, you know, I just go, I go in, you know, I have the, I make my, it's just like a holiday in on post. Okay. Oh, okay. You, you okay. make, you make your reservations it's, and, uh, but they're old army barracks that are converted into like one bedroom apartments, you know, it has a stove and a refrigerator, you know, it's like a one bedroom That's cool. apartment okay. basically. Yeah. But you know, for, for a hundred dollars, you can't beat it. Absolutely you know? not. Absolutely and, not. <laughs> and they don't, and they don't raise the, they don't raise the prices, you know, when the, the race is in town, it's the, the same rates all year round. So. Excellent. You know, and then I go downtown Leavenworth. There's a little Italian restaurant we went and ate. It was really, really good. Excellent. You know, the local, not a franchise and. Did all that, but uh, the track, the speedway is really nice. The facilities are really nice. The The only thing I wish would change is the midway. Okay. It's been the same for like eight years, Okay, eight or nine years. You know, you have the, the merchandise haulers. Toyota Chevy Ford display and that's it. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that seems to be a general consensus like it is, you know, depending on the track and what maybe entertainment they bring in whether it's uh, you know, the the motorcycles uh, you know, doing jumps and all that kind of stuff or different kinds of bands local or or, or whatever. But the the traveling aspect that that goes each week with NASCAR it does tend to be, you know, a little repetitive if you're, if you go consistently. Yeah. It's not a, I remember, you know, like early two thousands, you know, 2002. Sure. The midway was like an event yes. itself. Yep. yep. <laughs> you could, if, if you just went on Sunday, you probably didn't see everything in the midway. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. You know, not. Yep. So, yep. and, and now even like my wife is, she would not even care to go up to the midway because she already knows what everything is there. She's seen it. Yep. You know, we'll just wait till the race, you know, that's yeah. it. Well, I tell you, so. you know, it, depending on, you know, th that allows for, you know, a later arrival to the track because you don't have to see anything, you know, like Michigan, for example, you know, yeah. you don't have to get there at eight o'clock in the morning if you don't want to, because one, you're not fighting 170,000 people anymore. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're dealing with 70 to 80, which is, which is manageable. You know, you don't have yep. to, you're not going to sit you know, waiting to get into the track. Now, if, if, if you're pulling in at noon or, you know, one, well, not even that, if you're pulling in at one, two yeah. o'clock for a three o'clock start, okay, you, you might get a little bottlenecked getting in, but for the most part, you don't need to show up, you know, 12 hours early if you don't want to, <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to, by all means, you know, and enjoy your day and, and take it all in. But, uh, you know, it's a long day to begin with. So that, that is, you know, pro and con, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, so now you just sit in the parking lot 
because I got there early. I went to the tweet up. The wife just stayed at the truck, you Excellent. know, had the lawn chairs out, yep. fired up the grill, cooked some brats, beautiful, ate lunch, and then went in right at the, you know, just before the race started. So. Excellent. Excellent. Now, but yeah, the Midway has been the letdown the last few years. It's the only thing, you know, I would think, you know, maybe bring in a food truck competition or something, you oh, know. That's a great idea. I mean, like that's that's got opportunity written all over it right there. I love that. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And you would think, you know, Kansas barbecue, you know, like let's have a uh let's have a rib cook off, you know, something along those lines. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even bring you know, I still miss the whole Home Depot stage, you know, with speed. Oh, you yeah. Know, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, there was stuff to do. Even, you know, just listen, you know, they'd have interviews up there, but it's almost like they quit. The TV money makes enough, you know, we don't need the, you know, so I was like, yep. it's so. I hear you. I hear you. All other right. than that. Now, how about the actual racing? The, the racing itself was some of the best racing I think we've seen all year, uh, both for the truck race and the cup race. What, uh, what, what, what was your bird's eye view of it all? I didn't get to to see the the truck race. You know, I caught the end of it on TV. Sure. You know, we went went up, but the the cup race was outstanding from you know start to beginning. I mean, we had action within six laps. <laughs> you know, yeah. Larson gets turned. You know, and then that's a, sh a show in itself. Watching him come from the back. You know, that's you know worth the price of admission just watching that. Absolutely. Well, that that was the thing you had. You know, like you said, there was action right off the start. We had, you know, comers and goers uh, all race. You know, if you look at the if, at the the race result sheets uh, on Jayski, you know, when they break out your stage points and your finishers, you know, it's typically within the top 15. You've got everybody in the top 10 of both stages. And I mean, it stretched out from first all the way down to, to Christopher Bell in last place with the stage points. So you definitely had comers and goers throughout the entire race. Uh, I mean, and yeah. there's no clearer picture of comers and goers <laughs> than looking at the Jayski sheet. Like it proves it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then uh, the restarts were crazy. Every one of them, you know, and I don't even know if TV can catch it because you can't, you don't see it, you know, but when you're there live, you see the smoke come off the cars as they, as they touch, Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and like every restart, you see it every time, you know, there's like two or three different, you know, doors banging off each other and all that. And I'm like, man, I don't know there for a while. I didn't think we were going to make it very many laps. No, well, without you know, a con <laughs> when 11 cautions for 57 laps, you know, you back out the, the the two stage breaks for probably you know what were those probably anywhere from four to five laps there i mean that's that's that, that's a pretty caution filled race for a mile and a half and but it, it didn't seem you know it didn't the truck race started to become a uh you know a little bit of a bleep show towards the end of it this one didn't feel like that it was quality racing and entertainment f throughout the the whole thing so it was yep. very enjoyable no no doubt about that and hopefully going into darlington this week i mean darlington typically delivers so hopefully we can close out the first half of the regular season here uh you know on a positive note here with with back-to-back -back great race weekends yeah yeah i think darlington you know their kansas isn't as worn is is darlington but they kind of very similar everybody's up against the wall yep after a few laps at kansas 
and it gets and it seems like turn the exit of turn two bites a lot of people. Oh, yes. Yes. So. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, yep. Mick, are you going to hit any other races this year? Uh, well, I'll, I'll go to the fall uh, Kansas race. Okay. I already got my tickets for that, but I don't know. There'll be a, quite a few dirt tracks in between. Excellent. Yes. So, I know so, you like to make the rounds for those. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to knock off hopefully a couple tracks, dirt tracks I've never been to. I definitely Eagle Speedway on uh, June 6th, the the Brad Sweet High uh, Kyle Larson High Limit Sprint Car Series will be coming there. So cool. I will cool. catch catch that on a Tuesday night. So that will be a, a good time. Good deal. All right. Well, sir, thank you uh, for coming on and uh, sharing your Kansas experience with everybody. And we'll look forward to catching you down the road my man all right all right and good luck with your fantasy team mine is you know we, just like my, like my playoff bracket is falling apart <laughs> you know <laughs> i took i took a nosedive this week with uh christopher bell but uh we can we can start the climb back up for sure <laughs> <laughs> yep all right all right man we'll catch you soon yep thanks bye all right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with some Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website to see who you still have available. Keep the Twitter interaction using hashtag LTFantasy. We are down to the nitty-gritty here of Segment 1. It is Darlington and then just the truck race at North Wilkes. Uh, I can't talk today. North Wilkesboro. That will close out segment one. Someone's getting some hardware for sure. Someone's locking themselves into the playoffs. Uh, we'll get to that here all in just a second. Joining me on the line right now with his weak high picks of doubling down on the 11s. You can follow him on Twitter at Jumpy Bob. It is Jumpy Bob. What's up, sir? How are you? Good evening. I'm doing well. Yourself? Excellent, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. Uh I, I, I'll let everybody in on a little inside thing here. So whenever Bob sends in his picks, he, he leaves some type of comment to me, which I truly appreciate and love, whether it's, it's something witty, uh, something in terms of his thought process. Uh, for the pick, so I, I appreciate the notes like that, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you on, because some of the wit has always been on how bad the picks do, and here you are with the lone weak high score, so something to be said there. That clock is right twice uh, every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So what uh, doubling down on the 11s? You went with Hamlin and Heim. Uh, what uh, what was the strategy going into this week, there, sir? Primarily, it was it was geared to manufacturer, and uh, I knew Toyotas were going to do really well at this track uh, in Kansas, um, either the Chevy or the or, or you know the Toyota. I, I didn't have a lot of confidence in the Ford uh, winning Kansas. But right now, we're not picking winners anymore. At this late uh, stage of the game, we're picking top five because it's so rare that you actually do pick a winner. Uh, it's like a winning a lottery. So my uh, the, the picks that I had available to me was, you know, Corey Hine, the 11 car. And, and funny enough, I had Denny Hamlin uh, in the Cup Series available to pick as well. So it just came up as double 11, and I, I thought, well, that's, that's kind of cool, kind of weird. And uh, so I went with it. 
paid off, man. Now the backstory, the backstory behind that is, I thought the truck race was on Friday night <laughs> because Fox had the truck race on Friday night, and then when when I saw you know the introduction to the race and all that, and they were picking uh, the number fifty one, which was Corey Heim at the time, was uh, beside pole, and I thought to myself, okay, I picked it wrong. Instead of picking the eleven, I should have picked the fifty one. Uh, the next di- the next day, I realized that in fact I'd been watching the twenty twenty two truck race on <laughs> Friday night, and 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 Saturday night's race, which was the actual truck race, Corey Heim was in was in the eleven truck. So there's a little bit of background there because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it paid off. I love it. That's I've I've I've, I've I've made that mistake myself a time or two thinking like, Oh man, race is on or wait, no, it isn't on. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we've all done that. There's no doubt about that. Uh, my pick, uh, for the truck race, Zane Smith, very solid. And then we get to the cup race and Christopher Bell, uh, a lot of us, uh, only walked away with a, with a couple points from, from Christopher Bell due to the, uh, the wreckage there, but, uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to hit our uh, top 10 at the moment here. Currently in first with 1,078 is Andrew Yu. In second place, just six point back, Henry Fletcher. Uh, third place with uh, 1,056, Matt Dombrowski. In fourth with 1018, Benton Wilson. In fifth with 1014, Chad Harrington. In sixth with 1,013, John Atwinsel. Seventh with 1010 is Scott Boys. In eighth, with 1,001 is Pete Curvin. In ninth with 997 is Patty Coy. In 10th with 994 is Jonathan Lilly. Um, Jumpy Bob, uh, you are in 19th with 968, and I am one spot and two points back in 20th. Uh, two weeks in a <laughs> row I've dropped, but uh, I'll take it. That's still manageable and doable uh, from a playoff perspective there. And it's, it's very close. I mean, it's, there's only six points between first and second with, uh, you know, four races to go basically between the three this weekend at Darlington and, uh, the, the lone truck race at North Wilkesboro to close out segment one. So I love how close the competition is, man. And, and uh, there's a, there's a trend forming here because last year, obviously we were a part of the fantasy and, and, and this year, the, the, the names are very similar at the top. Mm-hmm. They're always the same names. Yes. So that's kind of cool. Yes. These, these guys have it dialed in. Absolutely. One of these days, I'll change the rules enough to where I can keep it dialed in. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, oh, man. Um, all right. Well, uh, what... Uh, you know, coming up this week, Darlington, it's it's always a special race weekend from the, the paint schemes and, and all of that. The racing tends to be incredible. Um, what, uh, what What's one of your either favorite Darlington paint schemes or Darlington moments that you uh, can recall? I actually, um, I would I would say more about the, the Labor Day weekend was more of a thrill for me. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Darlington race on, on, on Labor Day. I'm, I'm a little new to this. To the second, or the, well, now the first Darlington race of the year. Um, so I'll have to take a look and and see what goes on there. I've seen some of the paint schemes come up with uh, from from some teams, but uh, in the end, it's it's the driver in the car. It's not really the color of the car that wins. Right? Have, so. um, yeah, absolutely. I uh, I'm with you. The 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 Memorial Coke 600 weekend tied in with the Indy 500, and then Labor Day with with Darlington. Uh, that definitely, 
um, is is something that I would uh, definitely look forward to. Lots of lots of throwbacks to uh, Kevin Harvick, which is pretty cool this year. That's that's exciting to see. Uh, just with his last year go around, uh, some throwbacks yeah. to Matt Kenseth, which is really cool. Um, yeah, no, there's there's some cool ones out there. Excited to see how they look nice and shiny uh, under the lights there. Once uh, well, I'm imagining they'll turn them on. They'll, they'll get the lights on for sure. So, um, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, what do you say? You ready to uh, to make some picks? See how we can jack this thing up even more. I'm going to paint with a very broad brush. Yes, I'm, I'm sort of ready. <laughs> well, Lat Traffic Fantasy, we are throwing it back to Darlington, where each of the manufacturers have a win in the last three trips there. This past week's winner, Denny Hamlin, has a very good record at Darlington. During the COVID days in 2020, it felt like him and Harvick were trading wins week after week at Darlington. Could we potentially see that again this week? Could the four pick up his first win of the season? Tempers flew this past weekend at Kansas. We're sure to see some tempers and blood pressures boil. Who is the first to get to Darlington Stripe on their car? Who makes the final push in segment one? We will find out this weekend. But first, it is time for our picks. All right. We will start with the truck series. Jumpy Bob, uh, do you know who you're taking? Do you know where you're leaning? No, I don't know who I'm taking in the trucks. um, But I will have to pick a Toyota. Now, in the truck series, the Fords have always, or recently anyway, in the, uh, this past, uh, this year in fantasy, the Fords have been strong. Yes. Um, but I'm still going to have to lean towards the Toyota. So the, the first available highest Toyota uh, that I have available to pick, I will I will take uh, for sure. I like that strategy. Uh, keeping in mind, uh, Ty Matezic is a Ford, but I, I, can't, I can't pick him. I can't pick him this weekend. I, I hear you. I am going to go with, with Majeski. Um, I, I have to at least play it safe to get to the end of the round now. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a safer see, now, truck pick. Hopefully a safe truck pick. And I'm trying to avoid doing the safety picks. Right. I, well, just because, you know, you got a hot shoe and everyone's going to climb on board. It happened last year. And, and I'm glad that the, the poll went the way that I thought it would. You can't you can't change the rules midstream. Yes. Uh, like NASCAR does, but you can't change right. the rules midstream <laughs> in the fantasy. Um, so I'm kind of happy that yes. you can still, you know, pick the safe, the safe run. Absolutely. Uh, Xfinity Series. Uh, who, what, what's your manufacturer of choice for the Xfinity Series? Uh, this, this again, it's Toyota across the board. To be honest with you, and I'm gonna have to pick the highest Toyota I have available for the pick um, uh-huh. on that one. Uh, I see Fords have a problem, and it depends on the weather too. Because usually, if it's crummy weather, the Fords are going to do well. But if, like, in crummy, what I mean, like wet and, and windy. Yep. Um, but if it's a nice sunny day and, and the winds are calm, there's going to be a Chevy or a Toyota at least in the top five, which is what, what I'm aiming for so late in the pick uh, availabilities. I love it. I I'm gonna I'm, I'm looking towards John Hunter. Not just because it's a safe pick, but another safety pick. He, well, but he's a scrappy racer, and you need to be scrappy yeah. if if you're going to make some noise at Darlington. So uh, that really, while it's typically a safe pick, that could be a boomer bust pick. Um, you know, he uh, he's either going to fish top five or he's going to wreck out like Christopher Bell did for me this past week. So um, now the advantage of Nemechek is he does have car control. Yes, that that's the thing. He he's you got to have. You got to know what you're doing out there, and and he's he, yeah. he definitely does. Um, 
So there's that. Now, the cup side of things, um, are you? will you be leaning Toyota there as well, sir? Uh, um, the number 20 car, Christopher Bell, which you picked this weekend, this past weekend, I'm yes. going to probably have to pick the 20. Okay. little redemption, too. So that uh, hopefully he pays off for I, you. I kind of think it's either, it's either him or the four car. I, I think the four car is due, and I... And I got a feeling the 20 car is due, especially at Darlington. You had mentioned earlier that Kevin Harvick is really good at Darlington. Again, yes. car control. Yes. And he knows how to how to, how to to keep that car healthy throughout the whole uh, segment of these races and how to show up in the end in a top five. But I'm going to lean towards the 20 car this, uh, this weekend. Um, I love it. Well, I am going with the four, both from a homer side of things and because I, I strategically saved him. I was going to use him at Atlanta, but Atlanta which just isn't the Atlanta that Kevin Harvick used to go out and dominate at anymore. So I I had Darlington circled for Kevin Harvick for a minute now. So we're going to see if uh, we can get the big payoff here. Um, and, uh, yeah, see, see that that's my outside-the-box pick this week, if you will, is, is you the go. four with Kevin Harvick. So, we're going to find out Sunday afternoon, evening, uh, who who. who. Who goes to the cash to, to claim, right? That's right. That's right. Who got the <laughs> cash <a> cow? <laughs> oh. Well, sir, I look forward to getting your picks here later this week. Thank you for taking a few minutes to come on the show. And uh, look forward to talking with you soon, my friend. Thank you very much. Take care. We'll see ya. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 311, a jam-packed 65-minute show for y'all. Hope you enjoyed it. Check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at laptrafficpc. Huge thanks to Josh Williams, Luke Fenhouse, Mick Rose, Jumpy Bob for calling into the show. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.